Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to uh, The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz. I am your host and it was with great pleasure that we bring you episode 93, which was recorded on the 3rd of April 2022. Now, a quick thank you to those of you that have been in touch with questions and comments about uh, the most recent episodes. Uh, we really do love reading everything that you send through. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via the website. Simply click on the Big Cruise podcast and click on Join the Show, which is up in the top right-hand corner. And we look forward to including you into an episode where we can. Now, we are going to jump straight into it. We've got a bumper episode of Cruise News to get through. And, and I think it's time we get Chris to, uh, to join the show and talk all things Cruise News. Enjoy! to share the podcast on your favourite social media channels. And always the best time of the podcast is when we welcome our good friend and uh, maritime historian Chris Frame. Chris, welcome back. Thanks, Baz. It's good to be back. And uh, there's so much news today, mate. Like, it's crazy. Oh, it's, the <laughs> number of announcements that, and the variation of the different uh, announcements is quite, quite, uh, quite intense. I know, I've said a few times, what a week it's been in cruise, and this is, uh, what a week, well actually it's two weeks, because I missed last week, because uh, they had computer issues, but yeah, we've got a lot of news to get through, and for that reason, we've chosen not to do maritime history, which I know is your big big uh, passion, so sorry about that, mate, but we've got oh, plenty of space in next week's show for that one, for sure. That's fine, I mean, looking at this, and I'm, I just hope the listeners don't mind, because I know how much they enjoy it, but we won't get through it all if we don't uh, yeah. get straight into it. Now, before we do that, though, you just completed your uh, major charity uh, trek uh, from uh, Cape to Cape. How did it go? Really, really well. It's an absolutely amazing um, event. The, the, the cause uh, raising money for youth uh, suicide prevention and mental health is, is definitely something that is worth getting behind. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up raising over, as a group, over 170 $9,000, <laughs> um, which is amazing. And uh, it, it keep, the number keeps going up. Like the, the donation link's still there. I think so many people have a connection with um, 
yeah. you know, with, with, with mental health, particularly after the last two years. So it's, um, it was great to do that. And, you know, we walked uh, 135 kilometers over five days. Um, we were surprised with a, um, a 40 meter abseil down a, a cliff face towards the ocean. <laughs> which was pretty pretty challenging and exciting, and uh, all of the people in the in the group um, managed to summons up the, the courage to do that and to get to the to the finish line. And um, it was a very supportive all, uh, group. It's for um, a charity called Zero to Hero, which is doing mm. remarkable work. So I would highly recommend it to anybody who wants to challenge themselves and to spend some time exploring. Um, being outdoors and and pushing yourself and seeing what your what your body can um, cope with, you know, it's it's quite something. And no injuries as such, I believe. So, well, actually, no, that's that's not one hundred percent true. So, I I um uh, had an injured knee um uh, during the trek, and um and I managed to get to the finish line. You just find some sort of inner courage, I suppose, and, and push through. <laughs> um, fortunately, no long-term damage. And a few people had, um, you know, you get you get blisters and um, and and a couple of people actually, um, you know, just because of the uneven surface, ended up rolling their ankles. But they again, yeah, sprains and um, strains, yeah. Yeah, there was physios on hand, and and they they patched us back together, and no one had any permanent damage done. So, and it's a super supportive group, right? So if you're struggling yeah. a little bit for a few hours, people stay back and and give you a hand. Um, and, uh, and then when you're feeling, you're feeling good, you do the same for other people. So we'll, we'll stick together and, and look after each other. Fantastic. And the link is still in the show notes. If anybody is able to, to make a little donation there, just jump onto the show notes of today's episode and you can uh, make a little donation to, to Chris and that, uh, yeah. Cape to Cape, uh, for our Australian listeners, anything over $2 is tax deductible. So yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant news. Well done. Thanks, mate. Um, Let's jump into the news then, mate. We've uh, got to start off with some great news. And uh, this just really does warm my heart because after everything the cruise lines have been through in the last two years, two cruise lines have stepped up and said, we're here to help and uh, offering their ships as a temporary accommodation for the Ukrainian refugees. Let's start with Holland America Line. Yeah, so they're offering the Volendam, which will be used to um, accommodate uh, refugees, as you, as you mentioned, from the Ukraine. Um, it's going to be... Um, you know, the, the ship itself won't, won't be sent to the Ukraine, but it will be for people who have, who have fled uh, for safety reasons. Um, and the other one is Costa Cruises, um, which is offering one of its ships as well, uh, the Costa Magica. Um, and it will be, you know, it's the Italian-based cruise line, so it will be offering that ship. It's a, you know, 100,000-ton uh, ship, so it can carry up to um, three and a half, which is just shy of three and a half thousand people. So... Um, those two companies, both from uh, Carnival Corporation, and of course, um, as you mentioned, like you just have to look at Carnival's um, latest annual mm. report to see what kind of impact COVID had on them. But they're still um, still able to offer that support, which is which is a, a pleasant thing to see in in a very dark time. Yeah, absolutely. So the the volunteers, as you say, will be in the city of Rotterdam. That's all confirmed and locked in by the. Yes. Uh, by the government there. Uh, Costa's offered uh, their ship. The Italian government haven't actually said yes yet, but the offer is definitely there should they need some temporary accommodation. Yeah. So, so thanks. I mean, Costa Magica is not in service at the moment. She's located near Las Pizia, so yeah. um, in Italy. So you, you would think um, it makes sense to say yes, but I guess we just have to wait and see what the uh, logistics are and whether or not the government uh, you know, signs off on it. Exactly. Now let's head briefly over to the UK now, where the uh, the great brand P&O UK um, just celebrated, in fact, a week ago, last Sunday mm. on the 27th of March, they celebrated the full return to service. Yeah, so Arcadia was the last one to, to return to service, and she's now 
um, sets sail to the Canary Islands. So now they've got their entire UK-based fleet back in in service. Baz, the, the, I got to I've got to feel sorry for P&O cruises as well, though, for the UK because the timing uh, of all these great announcements um, juxtaposed against what's happening with P&O ferries um, co- couldn't be worse. Um, if you yeah. if you look at their website, P&O UK has even got an announcement on their homepage now to try and let people know that they are not P&O Ferries. They are two separate companies. And I can't yep. stress that enough. And even though we've done the podcast and we've I've done the YouTube video, which has had you know, thousands of views, people are still leaving messages saying, why are you defending P&O? Well, P&O UK is a different company to P&O Ferries. They are not the same thing. And so um, watch the video, look at our podcast history, and you'll see why we're so supportive of P&O UK. Uh, the cruise brand uh, returning to service because they are part of Carnival Corporation. They have been since 2003 and they've got nothing to do with the, with the ferry operation that's caused so much controversy at the moment. Exactly, Chris. Now uh, let's come a little closer to our shore now, this time with P&O Australia. What's happening with the, uh, the first ship, Chris? Well, actually, all of the ships are starting to plan their repositioning back to Australian waters, Baz. Um, I mean, we've got Pacific uh, Adventure, for example, which is still up uh, near Cyprus where they've been uh, anchored and she's going to be making her way to Australia. We've got Pacific Explorer, which has made that journey um, and is on its way towards Asia. Um, and, of course, they're heading towards Australia because on the 31st of May they will be welcoming their first uh, passengers back on board. So. Uh, you'll start to see the three ships of the P&O Australia fleet making their way towards uh, Australian ports for the first time in, well, goodness, two years, over two years. (laughs) Great news. Can't wait to see them uh, sailing through the heads, of course. And uh, keeping with P&O Australia, they've just announced that they will be celebrating the return to service with the announcement of a couple of Pride cruises. Yeah, and particularly with one of their new ships, the Pacific Adventure, which will be taking uh, one of those voyages out of Sydney. Um, it's the first uh, Pride cruise that she'll be operating. And so she'll be departing on the 4th of November this year. Um, and it will run through for uh, over that weekend. So she'll be back in, in Sydney on the 7th of November uh, on the Monday. So that's a, a great opportunity there. Um, but there's also uh, options for you to, to depart out of Melbourne as well uh, on Pride cruises during the uh, return to service throughout uh, December. Yeah, and additional savings in 2023 as well. Some great community uh, programs also on board the ship, but also some headline entertainment uh, from uh, Australian talent as well. Mm. Now, keeping with the Carnival Corporation, Carnival Cruise Lines this time have just announced the uh, Trans-Pacific Journey for Carnival Splendor. She's coming home. Doesn't it sound fantastic? Um, (laughs) She'll be sailing uh, to Sydney uh, in September. And this will be a Trans-Pacific voyage, of course, because she's repositioned over to the uh, to the US at the moment. Um, it'll be a 23-night voyage, departing Seattle and ending in Sydney. Uh, and, of course, we'll take in some fantastic places, including uh, Hawaii and Fiji on the way down to Australia. Um, and, of course, uh, this will co- sort of coincide with Carnival's 10th anniversary of operating services in Australia. So it's nice to, to see them back. Exactly. If you love sea days, then that itinerary is definitely for you. Uh, it's lots to, to, to take in as you do that trans journey, of course. Now, um, I never include prices because obviously people listen to this all over the world, but I have included the price here because 23 nights for 1700 Australian dollars is just incredible. Mm. Like, wow. Well, you're being optimistic there because it's seventeen ninety nine, so almost eighteen hundred. But yeah, you're ah, right. You it's know. Amazing... What's, what's, what's ninety nine dollars? What's ninety nine dollars? It's an amazing price when you think about that. <laughs> but obviously, depending on where you're in the world, it might be slightly different. So check with your local travel agents on that one. 
Now let's stay in Sydney. God, so much news from Australia. Um, we've got some well, news finally, from White Australia's Bay. Finally waking up, <laughs> <laughs> White Bay, which is the one of the major cruise terminals in the port of Sydney, yeah. the harbour of Sydney, should I say, um, mm. has just come out with some incredible positive news around green energy. Yeah, and so for anyone who doesn't know Sydney, White Bay is the cruise terminal that's on the other side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So if you're berthing at White Bay, you also get the you know fantastic um, experience of going under the the bridge, which obviously is not possible for all cruise ships because some of them are yeah. too large. But mm-hmm. uh, for, for for many of them, they can they can do that, which is great. Um, and so they're installing shore power uh, infrastructure at the um, at the terminal, which allows the ships to come alongside and then connect in with. Um, you know the the land-based power, allowing them to to deactivate much of their onboard um, propulsion system and and and, uh, and power system, uh, which again reduces the emissions in that particular area. So that's um, something that's very positive for people who live in that area, and you're seeing that happening in more and more cruise ports around the world. Yeah, especially, I guess we have to remember that these ports have been there a lot longer than some of these uh, these housing developments. But obviously, as these become developed and more and more people res- reside in these areas, it becomes more important to look at the the air quality and great to see that uh, Sydney mm. ports are doing the right thing there. Well, I mean, those port areas there, Baz, used to be working ports, and back in the day of yeah. the you know the the ocean liner voyages, all of the area around White Bay and um on the on that side of the bridge um, were were piers that were busy with. Um, P&O's uh, and Orient Line, for example, their, their cargo passenger mail services, yep. they weren't houses, they weren't apartments in those areas. Yeah. So yep. um, that, as you say, has changed significantly in the years since um, cruising started. Now let's come over to WA briefly, uh, Chris. I haven't shared this one with you because it's literally just landed in the inbox, but we've got some great news from the WA government. Mm. They have just confirmed that international expedition vessels with a maximum of 350 guests on board can resume sailing from the 17th of April, which is brilliant news for the Kimberley season. We really, really needed that. Um, so great to see the indigenous communities and the, the regional ports of WA being able to, to welcome um, these uh, international expedition vessels, uh, which is, is for Phenomenal. Good news. Well done, Baz. <laughs> now, Silver Sea have uh, got some great news. They are currently, or they've just christened Silver Dawn in Lisbon. Yeah, so, I mean, Silver Sea obviously is part of the Royal Caribbean group, um, but uh, you had uh, people from Silver Sea, from Royal Caribbean, and from Fincantieri uh, there for this, uh, this you know, major event, of course, the 10th, uh, I believe it's the 10th ship. Um, in their yeah. fleet, so you know, Silver Sea's come a long way in the years that we've been talking about it, mate. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, one of these luxury ships uh, that that will turn heads because of some new things that are being brought on board. The godmother for the ship, uh, of, the godmother of Silver Dawn, is Nilu Motamed. Um, so she's a influential uh, food and travel editor. Um, so people might might know her, but if not, you can Google it. It's got a pretty um, extensive profile online. And um, the the ship itself uh, introduces another a number of um, you know advances in terms of uh, Silver Seas culinary offering, particularly. Um, and there's a, a special um, salt program on board, um, so that will be something that will be interesting for people. It's sort of linking in that culinary. Yeah, salt is their new culinary program, which yeah, is, their is, new from, culinary uh, program. is very very popular. And uh, great to see that the the godmother there has got that food uh, background there, which ties everything together quite nicely. Silverdon departed her inaugural voyage on the first of April. She's sailing currently from Lisbon to Barcelona, and then we'll spend uh, the northern summer in the Mediterranean before crossing the Atlantic and uh, spending the northern winter in the Caribbean and Central America. 
Yeah, and actually speaking of um, of food, Baz, uh, Cunard as well, another um, yeah. cruise line that's known for its uh, food lineup, is actually uh, operating a great Australian culinary voyage, and um, it's been headlined by Matt Moran. Yeah, we talked about believe, this a couple of weeks ago, but they've expanded yeah. their uh, the, the team, I think. Yeah, yeah, I believe there's a heap of um, extra people that are, are coming on board to to speak, speak and, and be part of that, um, that culinary experience. Uh, have you got the list there? I have, yeah. So without going into each of their, their kind of backgrounds, because it's all in the show notes, mm. we've got Mark Olive, we've got Darren Purchase, we've got Terry Durack and Jill Duplex, and then Huon Hook, um, among just a few to mention as part of that, uh, that great sailing. And I believe this is a five-night voyage sailing from Sydney mm. on the 28th of January next year. Yeah. Sounds good. Now we've got two lots of news from Princess. I'm going to mm. reverse what we've got in the show notes there, but uh, we've got the love boat, but not as you know it. Yes, of course, the, you know, Princess Cruises was made famous by the love boat in the 19, uh, 1970s. Um, but they are um, actually sort of revisiting this idea with uh, something along the lines of the real love boat, um, which is a, a reality <laughs> dating competition inspired by the love boat <laughs> um, uh, on, board, on board the ship. So this is a, um, a joint program between Australia's Network 10 and CBS Studios, um, which are both, I believe, part of Paramount. <laughs> but um, some of the more uh, sort of intimate details you might be able to share there, Baz, about how this show is going to work. Well, the strange thing is, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, mm. and I don't know how or why this came up. But we were talking about if The Love Boat was ever remade, it would be a reality TV show with yeah. random people trying yeah, to yeah. find love on board a ship. Yeah. And literally a month later, this press release landed on my desk. Yeah. How bizarre. But yes, if you want to be a part of this, you can be. Uh, the link to the casting is in the, the show notes. But basically, in return for sending around the med for a month, you mm. uh, could find love and happiness uh, on board a princess cruise. Yeah, and I think as part of their um, sort of the, the the way that networks are, are trying to sort of revitalize, I suppose, the free to air offering. Yeah. Because um, I believe that they've just launched also, um, you know, NCIS, which I think is celebrating its nineteenth season or something, the original show. But they've got oh, wow. NCIS Sydney now launching. So I think there's all these um, sort of ways that they're kind of re reimagining their previous. Um, previous show ideas for, for the different markets. So uh, I guess it's not obviously something um, that everybody will want to um, get involved in, but it's <laughs> definitely something that will get attention uh, from a whole new market who might not necessarily have thought about finding love on a cruise. <laughs> now, keeping with the TV uh, theme, uh, Princess have also mm. announced that the popular game show Deal or No Deal is going to be coming to life on board the Discovery Princess. Yes. Uh, also, it will be um, available on the Majestic Princess, the Regal Princess, and Sky Princess, but they've got plans to roll it out across their entire fleet. Um, <laughs> that, you know, if you know the format of that show, it actually does seem to make quite a lot of sense to try to translate it to sort of a staged live version on board a princess ship yeah. um, because it is quite a, um, you know, that, that format would actually translate quite well. So um, not as surprising as the previous piece of news, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, been an interesting um, experience and guests, of course, on board can, can win uh, some money as a result of that. So they might be able to help offset the cost of their cruise. <laughs> and, of course, Discovery Princess just set sail on the 27th of March on her inaugural sailing around the Mexican Riviera before she heads her way up into Seattle. Mm. Um, now, we've got a really different story out of Celebrity Cruises where they've uh, – uh, 
took on the the all-inclusive, which Celebrity has been known for now for for quite some time. But they've taken all-inclusive one step further in uh, encouraging other travel brands to make their marketing all-inclusive by including uh, everyone. And uh, there's some incredible footage that's been taken around the world is now available to share with anybody that wants to use it, basically. Yeah, and I like, I mean, obviously, it's a a fantastic um, uh, initiative there and something that they've taken very, very seriously. They've they've reached out to us a number of times to tell us about the idea and about Mm. the project and and ask us what we, you know, what we think in relation to what kind of impact it's going to have. So it's nice to see that kind of engagement from from the cruise line to the people who are going to be speaking about it. Um, I know you'll have a link to their um, to their yeah. project on the show notes, but it's basically celebritycruises.com slash photo project, and you can find out all the information about it there. Yeah, and they've basically taken um, models that are musicians, athletes, artists, advocates, activists, refugees, and more. So uh, do take a look, some incredible images there. Now, uh, Disney, they've uh, reached another milestone with their next ship as she is now in open water. Yeah, so she's taken it's taken two years. I mean, obviously, she's been constructed during the pandemic, which uh, makes some slight alterations to the to the schedules and stuff. But she's been built at the Mayer Werf shipyard in Germany. Um, this is the one, of course, that has a gigantic shed. So the ships kind of roll out mm-hmm. uh, out of this shed. It's quite a unique thing to see. And if you if you Google it, you'll be able to see pictures and video of that um, of that float out. Um, and um, you know, she's the latest in in the in the Disney fleet. Um, obviously, Disney's got quite a unique offering with all of its fantastic um, uh, IP that they can bring on board, including things like Frozen and Marvel, um, Star Wars. And I imagine with uh, the, the recent success of the film Encanto, they probably see a little bit of that brought on board as well. Of course, and Captain Minnie and uh, well, sorry, Captain Mickey will no doubt be a big part of the uh, the celebrations as well. Now, yeah. some great news out of Oceania this week. We uh, quite often get questions from the listeners about solo travel mm. and solo staterooms, and Oceania have added a whole heap of extra uh, solo ocean view staterooms. Yeah, I mean, each ship will have fourteen of these ocean view rooms for for single or solo travellers. Um, the first will be uh, the regatta, which will um, bring them into service on the 25th of September of this year, mm-hmm. uh, followed by uh, Nautica and Insignia and then Serena. And of course, the, the, uh, the Vista, which came out uh, last year, she'll have that included as well. Now, the line has also revealed two new shore excursion concepts, Go Green and Beyond Blueprints, which has uh, just got some uh, twists on uh, the typical shore excursion, I guess. So the Grow Green includes things like Bordeaux Wines and Sustainability in Bordeaux, a sloth paradise giving back to nature in Costa Rica. And then the Blueprints uh, shore excursion includes uh, things like uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, the Royal Library and the Blue Planet. And an additional one in Norway as well. Now, another ship has entered service now for Norwegian Cruise Line, and it's a first for them to be homeported in Panama City. Yes. Well, I mean, return to service is like obviously something that we're talking quite a lot about at the moment. But Norwegian Jewel, which is a firm favorite amongst NCL cruisers, um, she's now back into service. Um, she's been given a refit during, the, during her downtime, which is fantastic. And she's the 13th ship in the 17th. 17 ship fleet to um, come back from uh, that pandemic layup. Um, and so, yeah, so she's going to be homeporting out of uh, Panama 
but they'll also be offering some itineraries to Alaska from May through to September as well. Yeah, so from November through to March of 23, Norwegian Jewel will be offering eight Panama Canal round-trip cruises uh, of eight to ten days, and of course all of that is available from your local travel agent. Now, uh, we're going to move into the expedition space just briefly. We've got some news from our Australian friends at Coral Expeditions, who of course are about to start their Kimberley season. Well, yes. I mean, Coral Expeditions, as as you're aware, Baz, and as many of our mm-hmm. listeners may know, actually did manage to offer some cruising in Australia throughout the pandemic. It was you know, a bit of hit and miss because of all of the restrictions and stuff, but because their ships are small and they're registered in Australia, they didn't get as severely affected by the cruise yeah. ban as most of the other providers did. Um, but yes, so being based in Western Australia, Coral, Coral Adventurer uh, is actually, I believe, on her way um, on a 12-night expedition voyage, uh, having departed Fremantle. Um, mm. And then we've got uh, Coral Geographer, uh, which is making voyages out of Broome for the Kimberley Coast, and Coral, Coral Discoverer will join in April to, to round off the fleet there. So quite a strong focus in that Kimberley region as we go into the well, traditional Kimberley season. Yeah, no, great for the Kimberley region, as we said, not just to have these Australian-based ships, but also now to be able to have the international expedition mm. offering as well. So well done to all. Next up, we've got news from Aqua Expeditions, which I normally think of for river cruising, to be honest. But, uh, of course, they do have the uh, the expedition ocean-going vessel as well. And this time we're talking about Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands. Yeah, so we're talking about their, their, um, their larger um, expedition vessel, Aquamare, uh, which is now making her way to the Galapagos. Of course, that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which will be a fascinating thing to experience. Um, the ships, um, you know, she's small. She's got um, eight, a uh, great, like, ratio, right? So she's got eight passengers to one naturalist guide, for example. Mm-hmm. So when you're on board the ship, you're getting that real personalized service, which is fantastic. Um, and there's a seven and 14 night itinerary that you can choose from. Uh, to do those voyages out to that unique part of the world. Yeah, she's a, a very different uh, vessel, actually, and she's only mm. got seven luxury suites on board, so a very intimate way to to discover the Galapagos. Yeah, yeah. We don't often talk about air, but uh, we have included it this week just because the world seems to be uh, moving and advancing at uh, a much faster rate now, and it's great news for Hong Kong and also Singapore, actually, where they uh, relax mm-hmm. most of the restrictions around travel. Yeah, and I think the reason why, uh, I mean, I was I saw these come through as well and I was pretty keen to, to, to talk about it is because so many people do the fly, the flying part of the trip to get to the cruise ship, right? Yeah, you yeah. don't just cruise out of your home port. And, you know, ports like, well, airports like Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, traditionally places like Bangkok and, uh, and uh, Kuala Lumpur, for example, Dubai, they're all the sort of transit hubs that many people use to get from one side of the world to the other. And so to see um, Hong Kong reopening for transit travel, which means that you can now spend a little bit of time there en route to your your cruise holiday in Singapore, as you mentioned, having those relaxed um, restrictions means that things are just starting to resemble slightly more what it was like before 2020. Yeah, I mean, even locally here, we've, we've now got Singapore Airlines flying three times a day up to Singapore, and uh, all the other carriers are, are ramping up to towards a, a daily service as well. Mm. So things are definitely progressing, and we're all heading in the right direction, which is is great. Now, last, Chris, I've included this one because, you know, so many brands do incredible April Fool's jokes, but this one, just, I, I just loved it. I thought it was great. And we're talking about, about uh, Fred Olsen Cruise Lines and when they unveiled the magical music of the Beatles World Cruise from yeah. Liverpool in 2024. And I almost believed this one. 
Yes, they even um, included in their um, April Fool's uh, prank a specially commissioned yellow submarine to offer tours off to Australia's Great Barrier Reef. Can you imagine it? <laughs> um, and of oh, course, um, you know, many of the cruise lines, as you say, do like to have a little bit of a little bit of fun. But I think this one particularly was it was so well written and um, and you know, for people who don't necessarily spend as much time looking at crews as we do i think it was uh, put together in such a way that it could could have been believable yeah in fact they even sent an apology out to make sure that people did realize it was a joke later <laughs> on we trying to sell the beatles cruise which was great <laughs> I, I remember a few years ago there was a um a, an april fools where cunard um shared an image of the queen mary 2 painted in the four shades of green and said they were going to make it into the new green goddess and that was quite quite close to this in terms of believability they didn't quite have to publish the retraction afterwards but this one here i think takes the cake yeah no it was brilliant so, uh, well done to all it's always good to have a bit of light-hearted fun especially with what's going on around the world um chris we've done 30 minutes of news it's been a bumper show for cruise mm. news as we thought it might be uh, but we're going to be back with a normal episode next week when we'll weave in a bit of uh, maritime history we did have a good question that came through actually about the you know we we spoke a couple of weeks back about some of the cruise lines and their and their funnel designs and where they kind of came from and I've had a had a had a couple of questions actually since then asking about some of the others so like Carnival Royal Caribbean with the Crown um, NCL with its various different versions of its logo and its funnel and what the sort of history is there so maybe we can do that next week Beth. Okay, yeah, no, that sounds good. Now, I've also got a list of questions which has only landed overnight, so I haven't seen, sent it to you yet. Uh, just asking where in the world the the Crystal and the Genting and the Star Cruises ships might be. So uh, I thought yeah, we sure. might do a bit of research of and uh, highlight what that is as well. Sounds good. No worries, Chris. Always good to chat, mate, and we look forward to doing the same, same time next week. Take care. If, like me, you're not a great fan of fast fashion and you prefer to do things uh, a little bit more sensitively, if you can, all of our Big Cruise Podcast merchandise is uh, sourced using only organic cotton, produced using only green energy, and there is zero plastic used in any of the process or packaging. Um, it's great alternative to uh, buying a cheap souvenir t-shirt. You can buy merchandise with the Big Cruise Podcast logo, or you can design your own. Simply jump on. We've got a whole heap of different uh, designs, different styles of clothing as well. And once again, it's all organic, it's all green energy, and there's zero plastic in the whole production. You'll find the link to how to do that in uh, the show notes for each and every episode, but just jump on the website, the Big Cruise Podcast, and look in the top right-hand corner. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.